Hi everyone, Beth here. If you are struggling to find your homeschool vibe and are looking for ways to get your kids to get their schoolwork done, or ways for you to keep your sanity as a homeschool parent, or how to handle your many responsibilities while still feeling relaxed and loving homeschooling, then my book, Find Your Homeschool Vibe, might be just what you're looking for. In my book, I share how to shift your mindset to help you as the parent stay focused on the point of all of this, which is the love of learning. I also share some tried and true homeschool mom life hacks for every day. You can find the book in the show notes or by searching for Find Your Homeschool Vibe on Amazon. Back to the show. Hi, everyone. Before the episode begins, we just want to remind you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Look for Peaceful Homeschool Podcast. Remember, please, please, please rate and review on iTunes and Spotify, which helps the podcast get noticed by more people, which helps more homeschool families. Don't forget to check the show notes for other ways to support the podcast. Let's get the show started. Hello, hello. This is Peaceful Homeschool Podcast with Emma and Beth. I'm Emma. And I'm Beth. Hi, Beth. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. It's been a busy week. It keeps being a busy week. Yeah. Very busy for us, too. Yeah. We had some company visiting from um, our homeschool friends from back home, so that was super cool. And my husband is um, out of state right now, and so for a couple weeks, and so... We've just been like, okay, what are all the cool things we need to do? And like doing so much homeschooling, which is awesome because then we'll, our year is going to be so much more lax, which I love. Um, what about you? Um, we're total opposite of you on our homeschool. We still haven't started because <laughs> that's how we are. We like the long summers. So, yes. um, but um, yeah, we're just getting all the stuff lined up for, um, for her to start, uh, like after Labor Day. So Ooh. we got that figured out. Yeah. So that's only but, like another week or something, huh? Yeah. I don't know when yeah. Labor Day is, but. Yeah. It's kind of funny though, because everybody else did their back to school pictures and I'm like, do, do, do. I'll do that sometime soon. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. You homeschool. Okay. So today we're talking about portfolios and grading. Okay. So the big question I have for you, Beth, is. Do you grade every piece of work that your children have done since they started kindergarten homeschooling with you? No. Do you grade any of their work is my question. Um, I've only graded it um, for things like math. Um, and that's just to make sure that they're hitting the marks and understanding what they're doing. Um, and then anything else that we've done, like... Um, any writing assignments or anything like that we read and we just talk about it. Yeah. Um, we don't, we don't, we've never really graded except for like with high school stuff. Mm -hmm. But other than that, we just never, we never did because I found it so much more, um, uh, helpful, um, Mm -hmm. instead of assigning a grade instead to talk about it and talk about what we can improve or, or, and just talk about those things and then um with with math where we were grading it was just to say oh it looks like we need to work on this concept a little bit longer let's work on that or oh I think you've mastered this let's move on and so it wasn't like uh so my kids never cared about grades or worried about them it just wasn't in there they didn't think about it they were just all part of learning and moving along 
Yeah. Same for us. And um, I mean, obviously I have to say like, know your state laws. If your laws require you to do some sort of grading or to keep track in certain ways, you need to make sure you're doing that, of course. Um, but same for us, like my goal for my kids is not like for them to get 100% on a test or to get all A's or whatever. My goal is for them to learn. So I want them to like master the topics that we're talking about. And I don't need to grade their work in order to know whether they've mastered it or not because we're talking about it. And I'm saying, oh, I can see that you struggled with this answer or whatever. So just like you're saying, like we would just talk about it we'd go back and make sure that any gaps were filled in and then we could move forward. And if they weren't, then maybe we needed to stay on that topic for a while. But mastery for us was totally like, that's what we're going for. Not like, I just want you to get, you know, a passing grade on this test and then we're going to move on or whatever. Cause who cares yeah. about grades? Like, right. no. And I think too, like um, for us as homeschool moms, like we know if our kids have grasped a topic or not, but in public mm -hmm. schools, the parents are sitting at home, not sitting at home, not like they're sitting at home doing nothing. <laughs> the parents are not at the school. Playing video games. Yeah, whatever, whatever parents do at their time when they're not homeschooling. No, um, the parents are not at the school. And so they don't know, like, did my child grasp this topic? Are they able to move on or not? And so I could see how there's a need for it in public schools because Otherwise, how are the parents going to know how their kids are doing? How is the school district going to know or the government or, you know, wherever they're getting funding going to know how the children are doing on those tests? But it's like a way even to the, go ahead. Even the teacher won't know how they're doing because there's so many kids in the class. They right. need those tests to find out where they're at as well. So it's, yeah. it's very different when it's in a public school setting. Yeah, for sure. Like the need is much different, different than we would have as homeschoolers. Um, and I think too, like, just for the teacher to be able to convey that information once they have it, you know, via a test or a worksheet or whatever that they've graded, like to convey that to the parents so the parents know what's going on. Um, like, there is no need for that at all for us. And so again, following state law, whether you need to grade your stuff, not grade your stuff, have, you know, percentages, whatever you need. Um, we have never found it to be something we need to do until high school. And in high school, then we started grading so we could come up with percentages and have percentages to put on transcripts so we could, you know, have an actual grade on a transcript for high school. But otherwise, yeah, no. Like, I don't want to be spending all my time, like, grading a thousand worksheets. And, like, when I had kids working on multiplication, I was always like, oh, my gosh, this is so annoying because I have to, like, actually... <laughs> look at all their paper to figure out what the answers are like so annoying um anyway so yeah like you we also did not do any grading until we got to high school um so on that note though i did want to mention that um you know high school is a different ball game obviously you're creating transcripts if you're needing course info for college um you need to have a way to assign a grade for your high schooler and what you're going to base that on. And so um, I have heard like some people are like, oh, well, if it's a participation class, like, you know, can I just give them credit or no credit? And the problem with that is that some of the colleges will translate um, a credit, like if you say they got credit on that, into a C instead of like, oh, my child actually did A work because they literally participated and did every single thing they were supposed to do for the class. They should have gotten an A 
you know, if they did a work as opposed to just getting a C for a credit, no credit. So if you're thinking about doing it that way, maybe rethink that unless you're okay with your kids, you know, looking like they got C's on all their classes. Um, what else? Uh, oh, so I did want to say too, like the, um, the formula, and I know, you know, if you've been doing this for a long time, like us, you probably know what the formula is, but I just want to put it out there in case you don't. Um, so like if your child has a textbook, maybe they're doing world history and it has chapter, chapter questions and tests, you can correct each one. I'm obviously talking high school because otherwise, ew, why would I need to waste all my time like <laughs> correcting it all? Um, but then we want to assign a percentage. So the easy formula for doing this um, is if you have 50 questions and your child got 45 correct, you're just going to divide 45 by 50 and you'll get um, 0.90 or 90%. So then you'll be able to give them a 90%, which is usually an A, um, depending upon your grading scale. But then once you have all their percentages for your whole textbook, so maybe there were 20 assignments in world history, you just add up all the percentages and then divide by that number of assignments, which for us was 20, um, and you'll get your final grade to put in the course or for their course to put in the transcript. And there are different grading scales you can look up online to decide what you wanna use. But I think most people use the 90 and up, you know, as a traditional A. Um, anyway, so that, the other thing we were gonna talk about today was portfolios. Again, according to state law, you have to do whatever, but do you have some wisdom about doing a portfolio sample type stuff? Um, the way that I found easiest um, for our family is we just collect the work that they do throughout a month and then um, and then we pick out the best samples of those things um, and we just put it in a file folder um, with like you can put it with a grade sheet if you want to depending if they're not in high school yet you don't need to do a grade sheet but just kind of keeping samples of their best work um, from each subject is great and there can be so many ways to do it you can do it with you can take pictures of it and put it in an, a digital portfolio you can put it in a file folder you can do a combo of the two um and the way that we also like to do it is um like on our we like the way that we've liked it is like using like the tracker way of just like kind of doing notes of what we did that week mm -hmm. um that's what we call it the tracker i don't know but um <laughs> and uh, and just having the notes of that week and then we throw those in there with the samples and we have our portfolio it's it's really like basic when I used to hear people talking about portfolios and grading I was actually really intimidated by it because I thought oh my gosh I'm so inadequate I would never be able to <laughs> to do it but really it's just collecting it and and yeah. you know keeping their best stuff and and the stuff that shows that they've progressed and learned and and that's that's all it is it's really not a scary thing but yeah it sounds so technical it does and, and like you have to have some <laughs> teaching degree to know how to come up you know and make a portfolio be some sort of school administrator and make a portfolio but yeah i agree it's not that difficult and if you're thinking like in my state we do have well in both of our states you do have to keep a portfolio um in our in my current state um the advice is to keep two samples per subject per month and so i just have mine hole punched in a binder and it has my daughter's name on the front 
and I just put in there any other requirements. Um, you know, if you have to have an hours log or a planner, or if you have to do testing for your state, which mine doesn't, um, but whatever your state requires, like it's easy to just have it in a binder. And then those binders yeah. can just go into a bin and, or into a file cabinet. And like, that's all you need. It's not that big of a deal, but I agree. Like taking pictures works well. Um, I've heard of some people, which I thought was kind of cool and ingenious, but I'm not that cool. Um, like doing a little scrapbook, like a picture scrapbook, and then they just print out the scrapbook and then they're like, oh, there's my portfolio. I'm like, oh, that's, that's kind cool. of fancy. I'm not that yeah. fancy, but I'm like, that's kind of a good that's idea. A but keepsake too. Yes, exactly. That's what I thought. I was like, dude, if I was that cool, I would totally do that. But no. Um, but then, yeah, people too doing like doing it in a Google Drive and then just, you know, printing off the documents or whatever, or just keeping it in there. Um, yeah, I'm like, that. that's kind of cool. There's some cool ways to do it. And it's really not super scary. Um, I have heard the question of what about um, like how long do you have to keep those? And so usually it's recommended like keep each, you know, year's worth for two years um, until you're in high school and then high school, it's you should keep them until your child is settled in their adult life. So if they're going to college or military or job or whatever, make sure you have them for at least two years or at least until they're settled. But then a lot of people also recommend keeping them longer or slash forever because some people as adults decide like, I'm going to go to college for the first time. And then if they don't have their portfolio, they may or may not, you know, have what they need to get in. So it's, I don't know. I'm like, I'll just keep my kids until they're like a thousand. I don't know. I mean, I don't think they'll live to be a thousand, but you know what I mean? That'd be cool. <laughs> it would be cool. They'd be very wrinkly though. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I think that's it. It's super simple. Like portfolios and grading is so super simple. And like you said, my kids have never been caught up in because they had no need to be caught up in what grades they get or, you know, whatever. If they make a mistake, then it's not like, oh my gosh, it's so terrible. You you know, didn't get an A or whatever. Instead, it's like, oh, what can we do? I see that you struggle with this. What can we do to help you so that you understand it? I'm like, that's all that really matters. Um, so like my final thought on that, obviously it's a super quick subject, but um, is that, you know, for homeschooling, like the, hopefully the goal in your homeschool is just true learning, not like retaining information for a test and then forgetting it. Like I did in public school, like my whole public school career was just like, I'm gonna cram and remember everything for this test. And then I don't remember any of it after that. Um, but a good reminder of that is the quote by Jeannie Fulbright. And she's the author of um, the Apologia Elementary series. Um, and then she also has a bunch of Charlotte Mason based products. So her quote is, if the purpose, sorry, if the purpose of learning is to score well on a test, we've lost sight of the real reason for learning. I'm like, that's a good reminder. Like, why are we homeschooling? Is it for true learning or is it so our kids can pass a test? Learning. Learning, woo! That's my <laughs> answer too. We're twins on that. Um, anyway, do you have anything else to add for portfolios and grading? That's such a quick and easy topic. Yeah, so I hope you all feel now that it is actually an easy Thing because before I learned more about it, I did not think it sounded easy. So hopefully you all feel more confident now in, uh, you know, tracking all of that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll include a link to the tracker also, just if awesome. you want to 
take a look at that. Yes, and don't be scared. It's not as scary as it seems. Yeah. Like all of these different elements of homeschooling can seem so scary and overwhelming. Like, oh my gosh, there's all these different things to do. But when you break it down in these individual parts, it's like really not scary. And it can really be just so enjoyable and awesome and fun. Best thing ever. Best thing ever, for sure. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's it for today. Um, what's the thing we say? <laughs> I don't remember. Um, um we're on Facebook and Instagram now, and um, we have a website, peacefulhomeschool.com. Yep. And um, yeah, and so find us and uh, like and, and interact with us on there. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have questions, we'd love to hear from you for those. And um, yeah, or if there's topics you want to have covered, we would love to hear those ideas too. Totally. And it's been awesome, like having so many of you like write in or message or just ask questions on topics that I've commented on online and hearing like, oh, what about this? You know, whatever. And the people messaging me separately, like it's super cool. I love to be able to help people. Beth and I have been doing this for so long and we're so happy to just like share that knowledge with you guys. So if you need help, like send in your question, you know, just let us know if there's other topics that you'd like covered. I do have a friend who was like, you should cover high school. I'm like, we already covered high school. <laughs> so anyway, if you have a topic that we haven't covered yet, like just let us know and we'll cover that one too. Um, and then like share us with your friends so that we could be helpful to them to them too. We would super, super, super du duper appreciate that. Yeah. And if you yeah. have any uh, friends that are thinking about homeschooling, um, please share the podcast with them. And also I have a book, um, find your homeschool vibe and you can find that on Amazon. So if you'd like to have kind of like a little easy, quick read guide for yes. how to get started, it's there. So do it. And yeah, it's awesome. I've yeah. read it. Thanks, also, um, if you have friends that have like $10 million and they just want to give it to us, they could do that. <laughs> Yeah, that would be so cool. Stop being yeah. selfish, you guys. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. We're just, just kidding. We don't think you're stuff. selfish. No. <laughs> we know how oh awesome y'all are. <laughs> okay. Hope your week is peaceful or something. We don't really know. Peaceful. Peaceful. Yeah, we want it to be peaceful. We do want it to be yeah. peaceful. <laughs> I just think we should come up with some really cool way to say goodbye. Yeah. Goodbye. Like the sound of music, people. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. That would be amazing. We should turn it into like a homeschool, like sound of music. Get, a, get all the kids lined up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That would be awesome. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, bye everybody. <laughs> yeah. Thanks yeah, for <laughs> Thank you so much for listening today. If you find value in our podcast and would like to support the show and help cover our monthly costs, we have several ways to do that. You can become a $3 a month supporter, shop our merchandise store or our show sponsors, and rate and review on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you for your continued support of our show and for sharing it. Yes, thank you.